John 12 and 12, on the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And I wish we'd get excited about Jesus is coming instead of Santa Claus is coming to town. We ought to get excited about the fact. We should not be scared about it. We should be excited about the fact that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming soon and it won't be long. They took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet Him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. I would also like to read very quickly out of Luke 19 and verse number 37. Luke 19 and verse number 37 says this, And when He was come nigh even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Man. The disciples began to rejoice and to praise God with a loud voice. Saying, Blessed is the, be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest and some of the Pharisees, look at your neighbor and say, there's always somebody. There's always somebody. Some of the Pharisees among the multitude said unto him, Master, I'm talking about the evaluators, the professional Pentecostals. Master, they doing it right. We okay today? Rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Well, this is Palm Sunday. This is the day that we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into the streets of Jerusalem. It would be the last time he would go there before his crucifixion. And they celebrated by taking down palm branches and waving them and saying, Blessed is the King that comes in the name of the Lord. It has always been an interesting scene to me. They would pick up those palms and wave them. So I want to preach for a little bit this morning, if y'all will help me. And the Lord is going to help us today. What you going to do with those palms? What you doing with those palms? Will you lift those palms in the air right now and give praise unto the Lord and ask Him to talk to us? God, we love you. Oh, we've come here today to honor you, Father. We've come here today to glorify you, Father. Oh, Jesus, we've come here to worship you. To... My God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you so very much. God, talk to us today. I pray that you'll minister to and through your people, and we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, will you clap your hands one more time unto the Lord as you are seated today. Amen. Uh, the palms. It has been, it, it's always just fascinated me. It's, it's only John that, that records that they picked up these palm leaves and they began to wave them before the Lord. It is, a, it is on the day that he is beginning to fulfill the prophecy that's found in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah 
he states to them that the Messiah would come, that he would be riding into Jerusalem. He would be on a donkey. Uh, it says in Zechariah 9 and 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. And it describes this scene where Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. I, I will just throw you a little theological bone here for a second. Let me, let me throw a little monkey wrench in your theology. It says that, if you read all four accounts, it says that whenever they brought that donkey to Jesus, that uh, Jesus didn't just swing a leg up over the saddle and ride on into Jerusalem. It says that the disciples put, their, put some type of cloth over top of the, of the back of that donkey. And then they took Jesus and physically picked him up and set him on that donkey. Now, though that may seem a little strange to us, those of you who've watched way too many John Wayne movies, uh, that's not how you get on the back of an animal. But that is the way that royalty was set on the back of an animal. I believe that that's the same way they set Absalom on his mule. I, I'm not certain that that's the king, but there's another instance in Scripture where it very, very uh, clearly st shows that whenever that individual became king, they would place him, they would lift him up and set him on the beast. And uh, I, I just think it's interesting that uh, Jesus would go to Jerusalem and he would go to towns, many, many towns in his recorded ministry. But it was only after his disciples treated him like a king that everybody else came out and began to treat him like a king as well. And we want folks, and you've got cards in your hands now of people that you're going to pray for, and you want them to give their life to God. If you want them to come and serve Him, you better treat Him like a king because He said, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what happened. They lifted Him up, treated Him like a king, and everybody else just followed in and said, Hey, there's Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Uh, but I want to talk about palms today, the significance of palms. Uh, the illusion is, is very obvious. It is that you've got two palms on the end of your arms. Let me tell you what the Bible says about palms in case this might be your first service. The Bible does say, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You've got two palms on the end of your arms for a reason today, and that is so that we can clap our hands and shout unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't know about anybody else. I do know about some of you. We have abused these palms and we've used them in the wrong way. We've praised the gods of this world. We've praised sporting events and we've praised musical events and we've, we've praised all the things of this world. I made up my mind when I got in the church, Brother Tex, that if I clapped my hands loud for the mountaineers, I was going to clap them louder for Jesus. 
If I clapped him loud for my high school football team, I was going to clap him loud because he deserves all of the glory. I'm not going to give to my God less than what I gave to the world. I'm not going to give to my God something that costs me nothing. I think we ought to clap our hands and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. The Bible also lets us to know that we should lift up our hands without wrath and doubting. He said, I would that men would pray everywhere and lift up those palms. Somebody say, lift up your palms and give God some glory. David said, let the lifting of my hands be as the evening sacrifice. I'm going to offer unto the Lord a sacrifice of joy in the tabernacle of praise. He's worthy. Somebody shout, he's worthy. So what do palms represent? Uh, I have studied this and found that this waving of the literal palm is a sign of special honor. It's only found three places in the Bible. John chapter 12. It's also found, I believe, in Leviticus. And one other place that I cannot remember at this moment. Alt notes in the book of Revelation. We're going to read that. It's only found in three places. It's a, it's, a special, it's a special honor. Palms aren't raised for just anybody, but for the King of Kings. It's something special that was happening there on that day. And uh, I want to I share with you a video that I, uh, I recorded whenever we had made a trip to Malawi, Africa. It's a it's a video of just, just a little piece of the worship service. And I, I hope that you can see what's going on. You guys can play it whenever the video is ready. There we go. We were standing there on the platform. The music had been playing for a little while. And they began, Brother Anderson, to walk off that field. We were having service on a soccer field. And they began to stream off of that field. And they went over to the trees that lined the field. And they began to break off branches. Uh, whenever they started streaming over there, Pastor Bound says, it's fixing to get real right now. They went over there and they broke branches off. And you could see some of them in that video. Some of them had chairs. Some of them had towels or cloths. And some of them had branches that they had broken off. And they began to worship the Lord with those things in their hands. And, and Brother Anderson told me that, uh, Brother Gibbs said, the reason that they would put the chairs or the, the cloth or the branches in their hands is because they said their hands weren't enough to praise God with. They just wanted to go above and beyond. I'm telling you what, I don't, raise, I, don't, I don't shake palms for just anybody. I don't clap my hands for just anybody. I don't lift my hands for just anybody. I lift my hands for the King of Kings and for the Lord of Lords. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you just a moment about those worshipers. Approximately in the, in the country of Malawi. Let me tell you about the United States. In the United States, about, there's about 800 cars for every 1,000 people. So about 8 out of 10 people have a car. In the country of Malawi, 1 out of every 125 have a car. In the country of Malawi, the AIDS rate is almost 10%. In the country of Malawi, the per capita income is $588 a year. Their worship and our worship can't be about what we have. It's about who has us. It's not about where we are, 
But Brother Pat, it's about where we're going. It's not about what's parked in my driveway, but it's about who lives in my heart. I just feel like giving him some high... Hey, if those folks in Malawi can do it, surely to goodness somebody on a Sunday morning at Glen Ferris Apostolic Church... I wish somebody would run up here and grab a palm. I wish somebody just wave a tie, sling it in the air. Somebody needs to give God some high praise today. God, I'm going to worship you because of who you are. Not because of what you've done. Not because of what you're going to do. I'm going to give praise just because of who you are. If you're waiting on conviction to hit today, it's not coming. If you're waiting on a grand revelation today, that's probably not going to come either. I have come here with one thing in mind, and that is we're going to rejoice in the presence of God. If you came in here today and you needed strength, let me tell you the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what palms represent. The city of Jericho is called the city of palms. You can find that in Deuteronomy. You can find it in 2 Chronicles. It's referred to as the city of palms. When you begin to wave those palms, Brother Pat, it's a remembrance of past victory. When I think about the Lord and what He has done for me. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you had cancer and it's gone. Some of you had lost loved ones, but they're here. Some of you were lost and undone without God. But my God, who is rich in mercy. Oh, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock. I wish we'd just give him praise for a past victory. Oh, yes. Let me tell you what a palm represents. The palm, the lifting of a palm is the universal symbol of surrender and submission. God, I got a lot of ideas for my life. And I've got a lot of ambitions for my future. But here's what I need right now is a spirit of surrender to you, a spirit of submission to you, a spirit of trust before. I'm going to wave my palm today and say, God, I trust you. I surrender. Lift up your hands, it says, in the sanctuary of the Lord and bless the Lord. Next verse, the Lord that made heaven and earth bless thee out of Zion. In other words, it's a reciprocal relationship. When I lift up my hands and I bless the Lord, the Lord turns right back around and sends blessing my way. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Oh, that men would render thanks unto the Lord for His goodness. It is a symbol of submission to the will of God. I will ask you very quickly today, what are you submitted to? Are you submitted to the will of your flesh that just wants to be passive? Are you submitted to the will of other people? David danced before the Lord with all of his might. 
He worshiped God with all of his might. When he got home, Mama had been looking out the window at him and said, oh, how glorious was the King of Israel today that did show himself before the servants, that was naked before the servants. And he said, it wasn't before them. I didn't even know they were there. It was before the Lord. I want my praise to be submitted to the Lord. The Pharisees are always going to be there. Don't you will never escape the Pharisees. You will never escape the people that say, that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. You need to tone it down. If you just settle down a little bit, it'll be all right. There's never going to be the voice of the Pharisees quenched. The only thing you can do is outshout the Pharisee. Hey, 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 how about this? Talk to the hand because the face don't understand. I'm going to praise the Lord. There's not a rock going to cry out in my... He's been too good to me. I cannot tell it all. Palms are a praise of expectation, not the current situation. Zechariah the prophet predicted that day, and he said as a... Uh, as a result or as, as, a, as a response to the Messiah riding into Jerusalem, we should, Zechariah 9 and 9, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Zion. The King cometh unto thee. We ought to be excited in this 21st century. The King is coming. David got so excited about the king was coming that he couldn't make it six feet before he shouted and danced before the Lord. Oh, somebody tell your neighbor, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. We ought to be excited. If you've got fear about the king coming, you need to repent. But if you have the Holy Ghost, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, if you are living a repentant lifestyle, I think just, we ought to pray like John prayed, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. It's a praise of expectation. I told you I would share with you the other two places in Scripture where they wave palms. They were instructed in Leviticus 23, 39. It says also in the 15th day of the seventh month when you gather together the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. And on the first day shall be a Sabbath and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And the next verse says that you that you're going to rejoice before the Lord, take palm leaves and begin to wave them and rejoice before the Lord. Now, I don't want to get too theologically deep here, but what that was, it was the Feast of Tabernacles. They had wandered through the wilderness for 40 years, and God said, once a year, you're going to spend seven days remembering what it was like to live in tents for 40 years. Because you're going to go to a place where you don't have to live in a tent anymore. You're going to a permanent residence. He said, when you do that, just remember it's time to get out the palms. 
And one of the apostles would write and he'd say, it is almost time that I take off this earthly tabernacle or this earthly tent. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, ye may be there also. You may be walking around in a tent today. But one day we're going to put off this tent and we're going to go to a mansion that's been prepared for us. And that's when it's appropriate to go ahead and wave those palms in anticipation. We're going to a permanent place. He said, the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Ever be with the Lord. Ever be with the Lord. I know we do our best to walk in the Spirit, but not one of us is perfect. We do our best to try to, to, try to just stay engaged with God, to try to, uh, to pray without ceasing, to, to, give, to rejoice evermore. We try our best to stay engaged with the presence of God, and we try to act like saved people because we are. But one day... We're not going to be in a tent that we, that we erect and we take it down and we move it. One day we're going to ever be in the presence of the Lord. And this flesh that you fight with on a daily basis, it will be no more. We're just going to ever be in the presence of God. Oh, why don't you wave at Him just a moment. When Jesus came to town, they got excited and waved palms. When they thought about a permanent location, they got excited and they waved palms. I got the third one for you. Revelation 7 and 9. After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man can number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Can I tell you that this morning, if you got a palm in your hand, just look at your neighbor and say, I'm just warming up. This is just a dress rehearsal for heaven. Oh, somebody ought to run today. Somebody ought to shout today. Somebody ought to leap for joy today. I'm just warming up for when I reach the other side.